When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in to the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code DNVR when you sign up. Welcome to a Tuesday, Tuesday edition of the podcast. I'm Susie Hunter and I am joined by our favorite baseball dude, Brian. Thank you so Happy to be back. What a great way to start my Tuesday. Yeah. Morning shows are rare for me, Susie, but I like to, I, it's good to get into the headspace early, you know? Y'all are night owls. We are night owls. We're night creatures yes. at DNVR Nuggets. Creatures is the key word. Yeah. Creatures is the <laughs> I wouldn't the key say word. people. Um, I want to like just make this clear. So if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, I'm wearing shorts in the winter. So this is like a Colorado rite of passage. Oh, that's nice. I guess I probably would be wondering if that was a skirt. Good call to clarify. It's it's shorts. This would, these would be very, this would be a very short skirt. It would be tough. I'm afraid to wear shorts on air for, I think, obvious reasons as a fella. Maybe one day I'll get brave enough. I, I don't want to know anymore. Okay. (laughs) Um, but I'm sorry that you can't be a thigh guy. On. I, I would love to be a thigh guy. <laughs> it's thigh guy summer. Um, the other day in my neighborhood, I saw this little kid playing outside wearing shorts and snow boots. That's a Colorado look. I was like, oh boy, he is going to grow up to just be all the dudes that I hate on him. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm like, you're already a nightmare. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um I'm, I'm stoked to have you on the pod today. This is going to be a good show because we actually have spring training to talk about. Oh, that's good. A little bit of uh, actual baseball to talk about actual, and think about. Actual baseball activity. That's right. That's right. But yeah, I guess that's a stretch. And plus Patrick is down there too. So he's going to call in in a little bit, give us some updates. We do have, he did send a fresh Riley Pint interview. A oh. One-on-one, an exclusive a fresh pint? A fresh pint. Oh my gosh, we have a fresh pint to share with what you. A treat. In a little bit. Thank you, Patrick. Yes, thank you for sending that. But first, you know, we want to talk about Tovar, because Tovar, obviously, one of those guys that we have our eye on. And apparently, the coaching staff all has their eye on, too. So much has been said about his maturity, even though he's, he's so young. He is, like, barely old enough to drink here. Yeah. He is 21, right? He's 21. He is like, all right, yes. fair enough. Yes, yeah, Which yeah, I used is. to think sounded old, but I turn uh, 30 in May. It does sound really young. Oh, my, this does, is your, uh, oh, you're heading into your 30th year? Uh, I am. Wow. I am. How are you feeling? Old. You know what? My 20s went the way I wanted them to. And I hope Tobar's 20s 
go even better than mine. They they deserve to. I so didn't make the majors, so that he's off to a good start. He's off to a much better start. No offense. So yeah, we have this incredible interview. Uh, you know, we talked to Tovar a little bit, but uh, Bud Black had a lot to say about his maturity um, and how all eyes are on him right now as he's competing for this premium shortstop position. Tiff, are we ready to roll it? All right, let's roll it. I think there's a inner confidence that he has. You know, there's a self-assuredness uh, to his game. He looks very comfortable on the field. Uh, he looks comfortable in his surroundings. And that's everything that we heard from our player development staff. You know, his instincts and his, you know, really self-confidence in who he is as a player, albeit he's young, is, you know, a little bit beyond his years. Which is which is great, which is a great trait and a great quality for a young player to have that, you know, to have that self assurance, and that's the thing that sort of stood out in in my conversations with those people who have had him: his managers, coaches, coordinators, minor league director. They all seem to think that his overall wherewithal mentally, you know, I think is going is going to enable him at a young age to to potentially be, you know, our shortstop. So we're watching it all. We're watching him go about his day. We're watching how he practices. We're watching, you know, we're, we're watching everything. There's just not one thing we're focusing on. You know, we're listening hard to his, our conversations. You know, we're getting to know him. They are watching him. Sounds a little ominous. Right? Like, it's just, it's no pressure, right? <laughs> we're watching everything you're doing. We're, everyone is watching everything you're doing, but no pressure. No pressure. It's only for the job of a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Tovar was asked um, just about how it is to be competing for mm. that position, to have all these eyes on you at spring training, um, and then him and Aaron Munoz, who does translating for the Rockies, among many other things. Um, so here's what he had to say. No, obviamente no, o sea, no pienso en eso, no me pongo esa presión. Obviamente jugar la pelota como la venimos jugando y que sea lo que Dios quiera. Honestly, you know, you don't think about that. You go out there, I want to go out there and play, do play my game. Uh, and you honestly don't put that pressure on me. I don't put that pressure on myself. And I want to go out there and just play my game and, and hope for the best. Solid. That is a confident young man right there. Confident and... You know, listening to him talk, listening to the comments about him, I think at seemingly mature, you know, or somewhat well-rounded and grounded, which mm -hmm. is maybe just as important yeah. for a young, talented player. Mm -hmm. um, and I think maybe even more so, too, in the modern era where in, in just about every sport, you have younger, talented guys kind of rise into the top without necessarily having always polished their games, mm -hmm. you know, as fully as maybe some of the prospects and players of the past. So to be really talented, really young, but keeping your eye on the ball of developing into mm -hmm. a great pro, not a great baseball player, but a great pro, that's as important as anything. And, you know, when, when they say we're, we're, we're getting to know them, that's important because it's, it's something you can't really know about a player until you're watching them prepare and train, and and you are able to watch everything they're doing. Everything. Everything. But no pressure, no pressure. What do you think um, about Tovar as the opening day shortstop? It's like him. There's Alan Trejo, sure. who's already done it, sure. and is probably like, come on, like I'm still around. I've been here for longer. I think if you get the sense that he's prepared to approach a full season as a pro. Mm -hmm and get the most out of that season, I don't see what you have to lose. In some scenarios, you might have to lose 
the ideal start for a player because confidence can be a fickle and important thing mm-hmm. in young guys. But you know, he's seen he's seen the highest level already. Is this a guy, you know, who who's ready for for all the trials and tribulations of being a pro for a full season? And if so, why not? Why not just play him? He's the future. He's the talent. And part of getting to know him is getting to know him as your starter, as yeah. your everyday player. Mm-hmm. Get eyes on him. Get get in those reps. I say, why not? What does this say? What does this comment say? Just, Just go, go ahead, ahead and start. And start Tovar. Thank you, Ethan. I agree. Yes. I agree. Um, was that was that an ecam noise? Was that a Patrick is here noise, or that was just a, a noise? We don't know what that noise. We keep getting this noise that's coming out of the computer. It's We're like fine. The, it's not like the fire alarm, is it? We're. No, I mean, it shouldn't be. It is okay. kind of toasty in here, but it it's also like sixty degrees outside right now at eleven a.m. Paradise in out here, February. Oh, love fake spring. You guys fake know the, the weather for tomorrow, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's gonna okay. be six degrees. I hate to burst your like bubble. That. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not ready. See, I love when it snows on like Wednesdays because that's the day that Patrick does the show without me. And it's like, oh, I don't have to schlep in here if I don't need to. But tomorrow I need to schlep in here in the snow. It's a schlepping, schlepping Susie kind of day. I don't like the snow. Why do I keep moving places that have <laughs> snow? Why do I keep doing that to myself? I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, we... Okay, so Patrick, down there in spring training, he is talking to everyone, of course. Why wouldn't he? Had a great one-on-one with Riley Pine. I know we talked a lot about him yesterday, but this is a great convo from earlier this morning. Tiff, are we ready to roll it? All right, here's our our little clip from spring training. Um, Normal routine for spring. I mean, I get here at like 6.30. Um, Usually go straight to the hot tub. Riley Pine of the Colorado Rockies. Uh, Right off the bat, how was your uh, off season? What'd you you end up doing? Yeah, it was good. Uh, We went on a couple vacations. Kind of just hung out a lot though, and just kind of got a little bit of rest and uh, recovery ready for this season. So, did you feel like this was one of the more normal off seasons for you? Besides the pandemic, besides there being a lockout, stepping away from the game a little bit, did it seem like okay, this is what the off season should feel like? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I was able to have a good routine throughout the entire off season. I was able to be consistent with my training. So yeah, it definitely was uh, for me probably the most normal off season I've had in a couple of years. So yeah, it was good. And it came off of a, a really solid 2022 season. Did that also help in kind of giving you a little bit boost uh, into the off season? Yeah, I definitely thought that, uh, you know, coming off that season, obviously I got hurt at the end of the year, but I thought it was easy for me to kind of just transition right on into the off season and, you know, kind of just give me a good foundation to go off of. Talk about, the, if you can, the, your teammates in, in Hartford and then, and then Albuquerque, but uh, what they were able to do for you and kind of just welcome you back to the game and, and kind of giving you that support and saying, hey, this is that community of, of what partially I fell in love with baseball in the first place. Yeah, for sure. We had a really good group in Hartford. I mean, all those guys are some of my best friends to this day. So uh, it was pretty easy, honestly, being with those guys just because we were all so close and we all enjoy each other's company. So, uh, yeah, it was awesome. We had a really good time last year. The jump from high A to double A is, they usually say, is one of the most most challenging. What was the jump like uh, at that ballpark? Because Dunkin' Donuts Park is it's pretty big, right? Yeah. You, you got the second deck on it as yeah. well. What was that atmosphere like and just playing in that ballpark last year like? Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, that whole league is actually a really cool league to play in. Um, a lot of good crowds, you know, no matter where you go. So, uh, But, yeah, playing at Dunkin' Donuts Park was awesome. That was probably one of my favorite places I've played at since I've been in professional baseball. So... Uh, it was good to have that as our home field, um, but yeah, it was awesome. We had a really good time. 
how did you enjoy the, the setup they had in right field? Because oh, it was awesome. very strange, but <laughs> yeah. but that must have been interesting to, to pitch around that. Yeah, no, it was awesome. Uh, I mean, it was kind of cool because our bullpen was in that right field wall, so it was kind of cool to have that out there. Just kind of be on, you know, kind of by yourself out there. But uh, it was good. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a little shorter, but it's a high wall, so not a lot of guys can get it out of there. Unless Mike, you're Michael Tolia, which he got it out of there a lot, but yeah. Um, can you talk a little bit about what the the fans were like in the Northeast? Because I've I've heard from so many players. You know, obviously it's the Yankees, Red Sox territory. They're a little bit more more hardcore, even though it's Double A. To them, it's the big leagues. What is that experience like for a player? Yeah, I mean it's you know it's a little bit different than normal, I would say. Uh, but I mean we actually went to Somerset a couple times, and we were actually in the playoff hunt. So uh, yeah, definitely the crowds were incredible. I mean we always had really good crowds wherever we went. Um, probably a lot of the guys on our team probably caused that uh but uh yeah i mean it was uh it was i mean everywhere we went everybody was really you know upbeat for the game so it was always fun to play in crowds like that you got a little bit of time in triple a uh, at albuquerque what were some of the takeaways that you had from that saying okay i had success in hartford but this is this is still another breed of the game what did you learn from that experience there uh, yeah, I mean, I think I just kind of had to keep it, you know, just the same thing I've been doing in Hartford and just try to do it at the next level. And, uh, you know, that was my mindset, and that's kind of what I went out there and did. And, you know, it worked out pretty well for the couple outings I had. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just my same mindset going into the next year, wherever I'm at, is just to continue to just keep on competing and going out there every time that I get called upon. Awesome. Thank you, man. Love that we got to hear about how much he loved Dunkin' Donuts Park in Hartford. Not that I'm biased or anything. <laughs> Not that I'm biased. We are going to break down that interview in just a second. But first, we got to talk about how great it is here at the DNVR bar at the corner of Colfax and York. If you are not a diehard already, you are missing out on 15% off of your tab at the bar 20% off of everything from dnvrlocker.com, 20% off of Broncos tailgates, Nuggets party buses, and that annual membership is getting you a free t-shirt every dang year. You're getting extra raffle tickets at our watch parties, and you're getting access to our diehards only Discord where you can watch Patrick live try to get me to interact with the wrestling chat. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> so listen, you if you're not a die-on already, you gotta fix that. Go to the dnvr.com to get all of the the best. All of the best. Do you have a special message for us? I do. Let me get that camera, Tiff. Let me get that Let, camera. Let's let's get let's get this one on one going. Fellas, here's what we know. Fellas! We know that you are thinking about sex. But here's what we also know. Not enough of you are thinking enough about sexual health, sexual education. Just being a healthy dude from top to bottom. You know what I mean? But Roman is here to help. The Digital Health Clinic for Men addresses a variety of sexual health needs and offers genuine medication that helps achieve and maintain the strength to do what you're hoping to do. Uh, up to 50% of men have symptoms that get in the way of wanting or enjoying sex. If you're one of them, you are not alone. No shame or embarrassment in reaching out for help. Uh, to learn more about how you can achieve your personal sexual health goals, Roman is here to help. Go to ro.co slash DNVR. You're going to get 20% off your entire first order. That's ro.co slash DNVR. Uh, remember, if medication or testing is appropriate, Roman will send it directly to your door. Everything arrives in discreet packaging. It comes with free 
two-day shipping. So ditch the shame, ditch the waiting room, ditch the confusion. No need to, uh, no need to uh, be in the dark. All right, just just get Roman on your side. Go to row.co slash dnvr. Listen, guys, self care is is hot. We love a man who takes care of himself. So listen, I I, I grew up I grew up as a youngin in this country. Sex ed for for men <laughs> it's lacking, and as we grow older, it do be lacking. Don't forget to keep that in mind. Take care of yourselves, fellas. Take care. Check of out yourself. Roman. All right, good job. Thank you. Good job. I love that. Very mature of you. Mm-hmm. I'm a mature fellow. Mature fellow. All right. We got to talk about Bacchus and Shanker, our favorite bus ad celebs. We also have ads on the show. Bacchus I, and Shanker. Can I tell you my story, Susie? Tell, wait, tell me the story. I was out with friends and fam, and we <laughs> saw a bus pull up next to us in traffic, plastered in the Bacchus and Shanker ad. And like a totally normal person, I geeked out <laughs> and told everyone in the car about Colorado's premier two-man game, Bacchus and Shanker. <laughs> I told them that they have the easiest phone number to remember in the world, 222-2222. And we like to call it all Tulos oh, here on the show. Oh, I like that. I like <laughs> that. And they said, um, Brendan, no one asked. Why are you talking about that ad? Um, but please keep talking about that ad. I listen, love Bacchus and Shanker. Listen, even more importantly, if you get hurt, Bacchus and Shanker... They're the guys who are here to help. They are winning for Colorado families. Bacchus and Shanker are helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. So it is absolutely free to work with them until they win money for your case. There is no upfront fee to speak to anyone about your case. No fee while they work on it. No fee unless they win money for you. Bacchus and Shanker has won more than $1 billion for their clients. So now they have even more locations, too, all over Colorado, including neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, and Fort Collins. Bacchus and Shanker has the strength and power to win your case. More than 30 lawyers and so much staff. So call Bacchus and Shanker. Their number, the easiest phone number to remember, as we've mentioned, it's all too lows. 222-2222 to find out if they can help you with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks, they can help you if you're injured at work. So call 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free because Bacchus and Shanker wins. All right. Do we have Patrick yet? We sure do. Are you ready to talk to Patrick? I'm not sure if ready's the word, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Let's get Patrick on the line. Perfect timing. I'm glad he hopped in right after an ad. We are going to connect him in just a moment, but yeah, I know he's been having... Are you... Okay, hold on. If you're watching us on YouTube, you will see a very bundled up Patrick Lyons in Arizona. Patrick, why are you so bundled up right now? It's like... 60 degrees, guys. Oh, that's tough, man. It's also <laughs> 60 know. degrees here, and I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> this is a role reversal no, it, right now. It might be high 50s. I'm not sure. Cloudy day. It's cool. Uh, I know you guys are about to get some serious snow here in the next 24, 48 hours, and we might get rain. So keep me in your thoughts and prayers please. wow oh my gosh thoughts and prayers poor patrick i had no idea he was suffering so much down there uh patrick i know you've been having some great combos did you just talk to bard a little bit ago right 
Yeah, one of the backfields, just watching guys uh, take live BP and you know noticing the pitch clock business. And uh, as he is always apt to do, Daniel Bard decided he wanted to have a conversation with me. So it was a fun little 30 minute convo about all the ins and outs on pitch clock stuff. What happens with this? What happens with that? And uh, yeah, we exchanged some some good ideas as far as just just being ready for this because this is this is a big change. And so teams are are, are practicing and working with the pitch clock immediately. They've they've got it going on now. They've got to pay attention. They're they're trying to get back in the box quicker. There was a moment where Michael Tolia fouled one off his foot, and I'm sure he probably would have liked to take in a couple of extra beats, but he had to you know essentially force himself to get back in the box. It was still past the eight seconds. There was, there was uh, less time left uh, than should have been, but he, uh, he, he continued going through. Then, then Alan Trejo fouled one off. Uh, he's pretty sore. Hopefully that wasn't too bad. That was a little bit more serious. Uh, but with one coming off the heels of the other, it did make me think we could see some soccer-style flopping coming to Major League Baseball. If guys foul something off, even just a smidge, they may decide, you know what, I might as well just sit down a little bit, let the trainer come over, check me out catch my breath because if I'm not ready to get back in the box by eight seconds, that's going to be a penalty. I'm going to have a ball called on me or I'm going to have a strike called on me. So you know what? I might as well act as if uh, I just got hit with a bullet. Oh, this is interesting. This is going to change the whole dynamic. And you're, you get a chance to see some of this stuff implemented or at least practice. You just touched on it, but I did want to ask anyway, uh, how seamless do you expect this to be seamlessly? Do you expect this to be integrated into the league? Is this going to be a storyline in just spring training? Or are we going to notice this when the game start? I, it's a great question. I, I don't think the, the an average fan is really even going to notice anything is different. Okay. Um, it, it took me a second to even look down at third base and go, oh, yeah, I guess it is a little bit bigger. Mm. And, and it was, again, it was noticeable. But for fans, you're, you're probably not going to notice the size of the bases quite as much. Um, there's going to be base hits to the right side with the banning of the shift that are, are now going to be hits again like they've been for, you know, 150 years. So I don't think, you know, it, it's going to make for a worse product. There's going to be plenty of people who goes, oh, why wasn't the third baseman over there? They're going to inquire about it. They might learn. But it's not going to necessarily ruin the game. Okay. There will just be some of that strategy of, hold on, I don't know what just happened. The pitcher stepped off the back of the mound wiped his brow and now the runner is going from first to second base on a on a freebie on, on a balk i didn't see a balk i don't know all the, everything about pitching mechanics but a balk is not when you step off the back of the mound now that will be considered a balk so uh, we could see numbers you know skyrocket uh around the league uh with in regards to balk stuff because of things like that so i don't think it's going to be too noticeable uh i think there will be certain players in certain situations in which there might be an edge uh, that you get, and there might be some some of that advantage, but uh, it, I, I don't think it's going to be a lot for the viewing audience to notice. But the players themselves are going through it. One of the things Bard mentioned is, you know, he he went back in the off season and he actually timed himself. Again, last year there was he there would. was no pitch clock. <laughs> he would, yeah, he's he he's good like that. And he's like, oh, actually, I was I was there, you know, before 15 seconds a lot of the time. And then there were other moments which a ball would be fouled off and because the hitter wasn't ready to go, he kind of took his time. So it's sort of lackadaisical behavior begets lackadaisical behavior. And so now that won't be the case. Talked about, you know, the heart heart rate, uh, you know, your the pace you know, of your of your beats per minute, you know, is gonna go up uh, over the 10, 15 pitches. He said, you know, if you're wearing a heart rate monitor and you throw 12 pitches in an inning, you'll know exactly when those pitches are thrown because it will go and reach a peak before coming down. 
Now, instead of players maybe taking 15, 16, 17, 18 seconds, um, you know, be- between those pitches and, and the, the valleys getting lower for them to catch their breath, they're not going to be able to do that. It's, it's, the valley is not going to be quite as low. So it's going to be a workout. It, it could be an interesting advantage that actually uh, the Rockies and Rockies hitters have this year at altitude because of that on a pitch-by-pitch basis. That is so interesting. Is it too soon to tell who is going to benefit from these changes and who is going to struggle with these changes? No, I, I don't know exactly you know, who, who that's going to you know, benefit the most and, and who might have the hardest time, uh, biggest difficulty with that. Uh, I think that's a great question to ask about it. I think a lot of the younger guys are going to have that advantage because you know they've seen these rules kind of in place uh, over the last year or two. So I think to them it's a little bit more natural. But uh, most of the big league guys, you know, if they're if they're worth their weight in gold, they were practicing it, you know, in the off season just a little bit, just being aware of it to so that you know come spring training, come come opening day they're not totally caught off guard. So they're working on this now to get it. It's a slight difference, you know, pitching to a clock. Uh, that was another thing Bard said was, now I, you know, I come set, kind of catch my breath. And then, you know, now I, he's looking at the clock going, uh-oh, it says three, two, I got to make a pitch. It's kind of, you know, it's something that a lot of these pitchers probably haven't experienced since they were in Little League. And they'd be on the mound and having one of their parents shouting at them, hey, come on, throw a strike, put it over the plate. <laughs> Now, you know, 20 some years later, now they've got the clock. So they're feeling that same pressure again, uh, albeit at a much uh, different spotlight. This is so interesting. Um, I, I love looking at this as something that could benefit our pitchers at altitude, our guys who do it every day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I said, with, with the, the lack of breaks in between, that's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's other little moments, too, as far as, you know, you think of a strike, strike three, and you throw the ball around the infield. Well, is, is that going? Is that time going to be held against the, hmm. the pitcher? That's that's an element that uh, we've yet to kind of figure out. Um, you know, when does a play end as far as a, a pitcher, you know, disengaging from the rubber? If if a pitcher is thrown over to first base twice, and then they step off the back to wipe their brow, you know they've kind of made a mistake. But if you pick the guy off on the third attempt, it's fine. It's not a balk. So when does that play end? Probably when the runner on first base just goes back, touches first base, and then, okay, the play is dead. You didn't pick him off. Now he gets to go to second base. What about when there's a pickle, right? You, you kind of get in a rundown. The pitcher has thrown over twice, steps off the back of the mound, gets the guy, picks him off at first base. Now he's running the second base. There's kind of a rundown. If the runner gets back to first base, he actually will get second base because he did not successfully get picked off and made to be out. So whether he gets to second base or first base, he will end up at second base if he is not out in one of those rundowns. Oh, my gosh. So this, first of all, this sounds very chaotic. Rundowns are already so chaotic, and that's like another layer that's about to be added to this. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. I, I think I talked about it last week. I think there's going to be a lot of back picks, you know, that will sort of be the, the way around it. There could be runners getting these secondary leads. And now that it's going to be the catcher's job to go and throw down to first base to maybe pick a guy off. Elias Diaz is very good at that. Another one of those advantages that the Rockies will have this year. Um, so there's, there's ways to work around these things. I think there will be somewhat of a grace period 
uh, you know, in, in late March, April, all throughout spring training, we're going to see it. I'm, I'm really interested in uh, being here on Saturday for the first spring training game of the year and see what that looks like, all the different, you know, the minutiae and the machinations of going back and forth because you got to you got to be ready. There is a clock now. There, Connor Siebel made a great play where he slid and caught a foul ball uh, during live BP. You know, got a nice round of applause from his teammates. Great play. In reality, he needs to get his butt back to the mound now because he's got to face the next batter who's going to be ready in the box in eight seconds. And so going into foul territory to make a play is going to kind of change things a little bit, those dynamics. So, I mean, it even makes you think uh, a guy going in and making a catch in the outfield up against the wall and, you know, kind of falls down and in doing it, the ball's got to be back in. You know, when, when is the clock going to start again? So there are a lot of little details that we don't know yet, and uh, I think there will be a grace period, but uh, just the general pitch-by-pitch -pitch right. play of baseball, I don't know that we're going to necessarily notice a difference, but when the game ends and you're looking down at your watch and you go, wow, that was a nice little, you know, 6-4 to four Rockies win in 2 hours and 43 minutes, <laughs> that's good. That's good for baseball. I mean, that'll definitely be good for our sanity as, you know, people who are at the ballpark all day, every day. Shorter games are kind of a treat for us. <laughs> but, wow, um, I feel like I've asked you questions, Patrick, and you've left me with more questions just classic. about how this is all going to play out. So, yeah, classic Patrick is right. Um, what else do you have going on down there today? What is on the docket? Uh, talking with a couple more players once they get back in from you know live batting practice and, and getting done with their workouts. This morning had an opportunity to catch up with uh, Hunter Goodman, so now I know what his voice sounds like. That's another way of differentiating him and Hunter Goodman. Uh, or excuse me, him and, and Willie McIver, since those two guys uh, look a lot alike. You know, he had a huge season last year. I think it was 34 home runs uh, through three levels of the minors and kind of going through what his year looked like. You know, he's he's still a catcher. He's, uh, he's on the, the catcher cluster on the wall uh, of the locker. So he's still with them, but he's going to practice at uh, some first base in the outfield. So that will make him uh, very versatile uh, should he, you know, possibly debut this year uh, with the Colorado Rockies. If not, you know, double A, he'll probably start there. And we'll see him at triple A with the Isotopes eventually at some point. So we've got a chance to uh, catch up with him, talk with Riley Pine a little bit about, you know, probably one of the first normal off seasons he's had as a professional, you know, you're getting drafted out of high school. Immediately, you're you're a pro, and then you got to go off to your first full season. And you know, you've got the pandemic in 2020. Then you've got a lockout last year. So this was really, you know, one of his first, uh, if not the first, normal off season for him. Uh, he's looking good. He's looking strong and confident. Has the support of all his teammates. So uh, he could be making a, a nice impact this year. Talk with Zach Veen uh, late yesterday uh, after the podcast. So. Uh, really excited to get all that out. Uh, written content over at the dnvr.com where most of it is unlocked. But of course, we will have uh, plenty of content for all of our diehards out there. Patrick, who works harder than Patrick Lyons? Nobody. Nobody works harder than Patrick Lyons. Our studio audience is just is loving this. We actually, we just uh, we just aired your Riley Pint conversation. Oh my gosh, what? Patrick, calm down. <laughs> There's, there's an audience. We did, we did um, run your Riley Pine interview. We loved it. We love hearing from Riley Pine, especially, yeah, after such a, a finally a normal offseason, which is weird. <laughs> it's weird to have a normal offseason, um, you know, after the past couple uh, of years. He's a guy who could use some normal baseball and, and to enjoy 
some baseball mm-hmm. and, and be in the right headspace and just focus on maybe some of the more simpler aspects of, of what he's done his whole life, you know, and, and good for him ultimately, you know. Yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful story. When we got done, I was talking to him just a little bit off the record about his pitch mix and what he what he throws and where his fastball is sitting because that's I feel like that's going to be a common question for him because you know a lot of people might not have been really tracking what his career has been like. So the obvious question is, all right, well, you were drafted fourth overall. It didn't really work out for you. You threw 100 miles an hour when you were in high school. Do you still do that? And so, you know, he's going to have to go through those things and deal with it. So that's why I kind of asked off the record where his fastball was at. But, of course, one of his teammates immediately had to say, yeah, 102, 103. So uh, he's not actually there, but uh, they like to have fun with him. He's, he's one of the guys there, and um, he'll, he'll be in it. There's a battle. I, I imagine you might have even mentioned it earlier, uh, Jake Bird. Uh, with the left oblique strain. So that's, uh, you know, now going to be, uh, we'll see what happens. He still could be ready for opening day. Um, those injuries are always so hard. That's one of the, really one of the worst injuries for uh, a baseball player to get, especially on a swing, just with the torsion that you get uh, and the torque uh, on, on a swing in, in your core area. But the same is true for, for pitchers as well. So um, whether or not you thought Jake Bird might've been on the cusp of making the bullpen, that definitely leaves open uh, a spot in the bullpen a little bit. And so Riley Pine, We'll have to keep an eye on him this spring to see if maybe uh, he starts the season uh, on the opening day roster. It could happen. It could happen. Um, yeah, how is Jake Bird's oblique doing? So we've got Jake Bird with an oblique strain. Herman Marquez has a hamstring strain. We've got some injured dudes right now. We did see Randall Richard walking around uh, with some kind of apparatus in device. Uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It, it, look, he had a hernia surgery, and so uh, there's draining going on, active draining. Uh, so, oh, that uh, sounds unpleasant. Yeah, so he's, he's behind schedule just a little bit. Uh, this morning, Buddy almost sounded like he's not even totally ruling out the fact that he won't be ready for opening day. Obviously, mm-hmm. they don't necessarily need to rush him back. Um, he's going to be a free agent after this year, so I imagine he himself would not necessarily want to, you know, rush back. This isn't you know, postseason situation, as we talked about yesterday on the show. Susie, this is a marathon, as we know, so you got to kind of take it easy just a little bit. So, Richard doing all right. You know, Gilbreth seems like he's going to be okay. Uh, that was uh, someone we worried about. Tyler Kinley, you know, he's throwing now. So, uh, so far, they're, they're doing okay. Not a ton of guys, you know, banged up and on the coaches, ta- uh, the trainer's table, you know, just yet. But uh, give it some time. Chris Bryant, you know, doing, doing okay. Um, hopefully it continues to be that way because you know, the Rockies are counting on him, on him being uh, an aircraft carrier, as mm-hmm. they like to put it. So Yes. Uh, um, it's still a- Yeah. It's, like you said, it's a marathon, not a sprint, including for you. So we'll let you get back to work. I appreciate all the hard work you're doing down there. You were sending us some great content. Thank you, Patrick. Good to see you, man. Thank you, Susie. Thank you, Brennan. Bye. So my left hand was on camera. <laughs> I kept motioning with my right hand. Audience didn't get it. <laughs> no one gets us. Oh, Patrick, always getting the deeds. I miss Patrick. I haven't seen, I've seen Patrick like twice in the last handful of months. It's oh bumming me out. Bumming me out. It's you know what? Man. I mean, I, I see him all the time, so. So you don't miss him as well. <laughs> I don't miss you him as much as you do. You can say it. It's fine. <laughs> I feel like he's still here with us. <laughs> um, listen, we got to talk real fast about Game Time, the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, shows, and more. 
If you've ever dreamed of a seat, sitting in a seat that you never thought you could get. A dream of seats. Do you dream time? of seats? I dream of seats that I could not even dream of. I'm, I do words for a living. Hi. Um, uh, listen, <laughs> 50 yard line behind home plate, maybe courtside. Ooh, courtside fit. So you can flex that courtside fit. Home plate fit. Home plate fit. Listen, that would be, that would be lit. But it is all possible with the Game Time app, and you're going to find the biggest last-minute price drops on those seats you never thought you could buy. So if you want to attend a Rockies game, I do. You do. Yeah. We we got to talk about Rockies games plans that we already have as a company. Whew. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Teasing. Oh. I know. So if. You want to grab one of those like behind home plate seats, you're going to find the biggest price drops right before first pitch. So keep an eye on the Game Time app because you can buy tickets right up to Game Time too. Why they call it Game Time? I love that. I I think of Game Time like a dating app, Susie. Have I ever told you that? There's two different Hmm. parties that they're looking to connect. It's uh, people who realize last second they can't make it to the game mm-hmm. and people who realize last second they very much would like to go to the game and game time is just <sighs> connecting to lost star-crossed parties you know though that was beautiful thank you that was beautiful thank you Susie. listen you can join more than 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and score the best seats for all of your favorite events hit the link in our description to save even more it gives us a little credit, too, because you found us here. Help us out. You know? Help us out, please. Um, and listen, football season. Football's dead. It's over. It is all baseball football all the time. Football is dead. Football's dead. We will not <laughs> acknowledge football anymore on this show. No, but it's baseball season, and that means you can start betting on baseball on DraftKings Sport, DraftKings Sportsbook. So new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly if you win. Do you like a are you a baseball better? You're a baseball better. I'm a baseball better. Like baseball's bet? hard to bet on. Yeah. It's really as you as everyone watching this show knows, yeah. you, you could it's the same game that's been played more or less the same way, although with some changes coming, for yes. quite some time and yet you could see a different result. Every time you sit down to watch, Try, trying to put your finger on what's going to happen in a baseball game is both a fool's errand and one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> well, you know what? There's so many baseball games in any given season that the sample size for the data That's right. is just so large. Oh, you're going to get some right. And with all the promos DraftKings throws your way, so many ways to win, make money, but also just have fun, mm-hmm. whether those crazy balances are going your way or not. Yeah. I love it. So listen, the bottom line is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code DNVR. New customers can make any $5 bet and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Ooh, fancy production value. So fancy. Super producer Tiff is crushing it today. I love that for her. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. How are we doing on time? Oh, we've had this. We're like having such a good time. This show's flying by for me. I hope it's I flying it. by for all, all of you. I don't know. We got some some baseball headlines though. I don't know if you saw this vote, but the uh, Chicago a Chicago White Sox prospect Anderson Comas came out on social media over the weekend, and it was a really big deal, and a lot of people showed their support for it. 
but the White Sox did too, and that's that's very important too. So here is they shared his Instagram post. They shared a screenshot. There it is. So yeah, they shared this screenshot. I'll read you some of it once I can see it. But yeah, he he announced this news. He's gotten a lot of positive feedback from it. He posted this may actually he started with a disclaimer. If you're homophobic, this post may or may not be for you. So then he went on to say, this may be the most personal thing I ever shared, and it's that I'm proudly and happily part of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, uh, had some great things to say about, you know, not listening to what people say, to following your dreams, believing in yourself. Um, so yeah, he's one of the very few, one of the very few out active baseball players. So good for him. Congratulations. Uh, and of course, the White Sox also released a statement too, uh, which I actually, I thought this was, this was really great of them as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it was a good opportunity to say something, you know, affirming and, yeah. and supportive. Listen, this stuff is really important in the sports community. It's, it's, we've got a long way to go, I think, in, in many facets of society in terms mm -hmm. of, of inclusion and empathy. Sports locker rooms, we love this. We love these games. They've got a long way to go. Yeah, and so definitely, th there's we know we know there are almost certainly have been and are uh, more people who maybe if they felt more comfortable might you know have have said something similar about themselves in those settings and more people should feel comfortable in those settings and for all the progress we've made in, in certain areas of society. Mm -hmm. In, in locker rooms, it's it's still a long way to go. Uh, so I love this. I love seeing it. And at DNVR, it's, it's relevant because we're trying to build community. Mm -hmm. And some of our favorite parts about sports is not just watching it and enjoying the wins, but coming together, doing it together. Mm -hmm. Adults want community too. We know that. And you can't build a healthy community if it's not inclusive and yeah. empathetic. So, Thank you, Vote. Well said. Oh. Um, I loved that. Um, so the White Sox said about this. Um, so Chris Getz, the uh, assistant general manager, said that Anderson actually shared the news with them last year. So the White Sox have actually known about this, which I, I think is great. So they've known about it. They loved that he was comfortable enough to share that with him. Um, and it's great that he's comfortable enough to share this with, with the world now. And a lot of other players, you know, shared his post and shared how supportive they were. Mark Canna of the Mets, a big name who who was in support of him. So I love to see that. It's awesome. It's awesome. I love to see that. Leading by example. Representation is so important. So, so important. That's why I love to see very short athletes. It's very important. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's very important to see yourself you love your short on kings. TV. <laughs> Shout out every tiny king. Um, speaking of the White Sox, Liam Hendricks, who we know is undergoing treatment for non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, he has been at spring training with the White Sox. He has been throwing, um, he's been throwing some bullpen sessions. Um, his his colleague, his fellow pitcher Lucas Giolito, said he's been around just about every day. Same exact spirits, same exact Liam that we all know and love. I that that makes me so happy to hear, because. I mean, cancer's no joke. His treatment is is tough. It is draining. I'm impressed that he is out there right now, but amazing that he's out there with good spirits. It's awesome. It shows you, I think, how much 
we call them games. They are literally games, but how much they can mean to certain people, yeah. not just us observers and, and builders of community, but particularly the athletes playing what a place of refuge and, and a happy place, you know, um, that it can be for people, even in the most tiring of circumstances. I think it's really cool that to some extent he can just tap into still being one of the fellas, you know, he's one of the dudes. We all want to. We all want to feel like one of the ladies, one of the fellows, don't we? Yes, exactly. Uh, we're gonna have to check in with our CHGO White Sox fam about all the White Sox have maybe a little too much going on right now. A little bit of good, some pretty rough things. <laughs> they've got they've got a little too much going on. Um, but yeah, as we close out the show, we need to just like put something on your radar. April 29th, it's a Saturday. We are doing a DNVR Rockies takeover at that Rockies game. It's against the D-backs. Maybe we'll get some PHNX crossover. That would be super fun. But we're going to have a bus from the bar. It's a 6-10 game. That ticket will include a $10 concession credit. And you will, I believe you're going to get a DNVR shirt. So that's pretty fun. Are you going to be here for that? That's a pretty sweet deal. We don't know how much it is yet. So just like keep keep an eye out for details. Details. I love the way you say that. Because that's the proper way to say it. Details. Details. Um, is bona fide, are you supposed to say bona fide? Bona fide? No, it's bona fide. All right. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. We'll talk more off air. We already did the Roman ad. Okay, that's right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, we got DNVR Broncos coming up right after this. But vote, thank you so much for joining the pod. Oh, what a treat. Thanks this for having me. This was such a good time. Um, always a treat to have you here. Um, follow, vote, where can we follow you? I'm on the Twitter machine at Brendan Vote. Nice and easy. It's his name. Could not be easier. Uh, and you can follow all of our Rockies news, all the latest from spring training right now at DNVR underscore Rockies. You can follow me at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. And vote. You know what they say about me closing out a show? It's uh, it's different every time. It's different every time because I don't know how to do it. Nah. So we will talk to you guys later Wednesday at 11 a.m.